Hey, welcome. My name is Glenn Lundy. Super excited to be launching our new Breakfast with Champions podcast. Can you believe it? That's right. The Breakfast with Champions podcast has finally arrived. This is your opportunity to get motivation, education, and inspiration every single day. And ultimately, your opportunity to get a seat at the table, to be a fly on the wall, to listen in to some conversations between some of the most amazing superhumans from around the planet. We're talking about people that are doing the things you know you can do, that have reached some of those levels you know you can reach. We've got celebrity interviews with people like Tiffany Haddish and Grant Cardone, Lauren Rittiger. We've got specialists in areas like Capital Ventures, right? Or wealth building, wealth management, real estate, all kinds of incredible conversations. And what's amazing about the Breakfast with Champions podcast is you're going to be able to tune in, listen in. They won't even know you're there, right? It's just like you're, you're, you're listening in on all these incredible secrets of some of the most successful humans from all around the world. You know, when we launched Breakfast with Champions, we had no idea of the power that it was gonna have. We had no idea of the collaborations it would create. We had no idea that we'd be able to connect humans from England and Australia and Saigon and America, of course, all together in one room having powerful conversations that elevate everyone in the experience. Listen, if you like these episodes of Breakfast with Champions, do me a huge favor and let us know. We would greatly appreciate it. We pour into this. You're going to get five to six hours of content every single day, Monday through Friday, five days a week. You can keep coming back. So make sure you subscribe to the podcast. We'd appreciate it. Drop your comments, share your thoughts and your reviews. It mean the world to us if you would do that. And in exchange, we promise you that we will always create a space, a safe space where you can come. You're not going to get politics here. It's not going to happen. You'll never see any type of division in here. It's actually exactly the opposite. We have a bunch of different people with different belief systems, different upbringing, different backgrounds. We've got people from all different ethnicities all coming together. But the one thing that we share is everyone in this room shares the same heart. And it is a heart to elevate you, to encourage you, to inspire you, and to help you become the absolute best version of yourself that you can possibly be. So if you would, do us a favor, write those reviews, subscribe to the podcast, tell your friends. We're going to be here, and we hope that you will be too. Enjoy Breakfast with Champions. You'll see there in the notes that you can skip forward. You can move back. If you need to pause it for a minute, you'll now have that opportunity to do so. We do record these daily on Clubhouse. We have a Breakfast with Champions Club there, or you can follow me, Glenn Lundy, if you'd like to see those rooms, if that's an app that you enjoy. You can always come in and tune in live, or of course, just sit back and enjoy right here on the podcast and anywhere your podcast can be found. It is such an honor and a privilege to be able to spend this time with you. I know that there are a trillion places you could have chose to be. You chose to be right here with us on Breakfast with Champions, and that means the world to me, and I absolutely stinking love you for it. So with that said, we are excited to launch the new Breakfast with Champions podcast. Thanks so much. I want to talk today, um, before I got in this room and I opened my devotion, uh, what it literally said, which is hilarious in connection to what we're talking about. The first line said, you are not enough. 
And you guys are probably like, that is a trash book. Throw it out. What are you reading? Well, it's actually a devotional. And I, I just sat there because society tells us all the time that I am enough. And so in my mind, I'm thinking, oh man, where is this going, right? And it's all associated ultimately to the juxtaposing position of what Oprah had said. And I believe both Oprah and Sean, if the conversation extends, there's this knowing that it's, it's less ego, right? And more this, this searching of self connected to worthiness rather than enoughness. And so I think that they're two totally different things and we're gonna explore them a bit as we're chatting this morning, but for us to be on the same page, to be able to cue that up, it's this knowing that ego is a massive element of success and failure. We know this ego associated to confidence or not. Um, but there is this inflated ego, which would be that egotistical um, self pride versus the ego that has died to self and is still aware of self and worthiness and enoughness, which is more what we would lean into around humility. So Proverbs 16, 18 says, pride goes before destruction and a haughty spirit before stumbling. And we see this all the time in society, right? You even will see this um, from the perspective of uh, the pulpit or our pastors or churches. And what happens is they've laid down their life to do this deed, to, to go on this mission. Um, and this is associated to even um, conglomerates and, and people of large businesses. And they, they lay it down. And at the start, they are in those humble beginnings, right? And it, everything is effort. Everything, everything is almost in a sense, proving their enoughness. And when it gets to a place where quote unquote success or fame or influence is theirs to be had, there, there's this shift that takes place and ego forgets itself and is actually implemented into this idea of self-love, self-inflation, um, self-care. Everything becomes about self less than the people who they're connected to, less than the person, the creator who created them, right? And so that usually leads to demise. That usually leads to self-infliction even because now they're at this place where even when they're alone and that self-chatter is happening, they are questioning, am I enough? Am I worthy? Am I, am I living in integrity is ultimately what it comes back to, which is that uh, association between humility and ego. And so today's conversation is all around integrity attached to enoughness. And John Maxwell, who is an incredible leader, if you guys don't listen to his podcast, his wisdom is incredible. And the way that they have it formatted is that he actually, um, they pull and extract his teachings. Sometimes he's speaking specifically to the podcast. And then there's two moderators, essentially like Clubhouse. Um, who are coming in and they're having a back and forth conversation about what they learned, how does it apply to them? And there's always like resources associated to it. And so I was working out a couple weeks ago and listening to it. And it really, it pinned me in, in a corner in that moment in my mind thinking, where am I on this scale? And as we gain an influence, right? And I am believing that for every single one of you that the mission that you're on, you're gaining influence and influence is just flow. We've talked about that here before a couple of weeks ago. Influence is just flow. And so you're gaining rhythm. You're gaining those rhythms of grace that are associated to flow. 
And that's because you're constantly laying down ego in order to stand in a place of knowing in that space that um, Stephen was just talking about of certainty. And certainty is only associated to truth, capital T. Okay, so he's talking about these two different types of people. And if you know anything about my past, if you've if you've heard about my book through this space or you've come to the Grow for God conference, uh, any of those things in the past. And I'm going to go ahead and pin that before I get into this list. It is uh, called Always Becoming Sex, Shame and Love. And so when I hear uh, John Maxwell talking about being a player, I had a really hard time connecting to the message initially. I was back into a corner of my mind saying, whoa, 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 I can't conceptualize where he's going here. He talked about players versus pretenders. And the player was the good guy. And I'm like, oh, that's not, that's not going to work for me. How do I change this? How do I maneuver this so that I can attach to it? And of course, there's also the player in the game, right? There's the player in the sports and knowing the gaming and sports industry and everything that's become. I'm sure there's a lot of athlete lovers in here. Um, and it's this knowing that you might attach to that player really well. And so if you want to keep player in that position, that's all you. I had to change the word and I'm certain that John Maxwell would be okay with this shift because it's a component, I believe, to everyone in this room. It's a component to the industry. It's a component to um, the church. It's a component to the disciples uh, back in the day when they were here with Jesus, right? It's this idea of being a pioneer. And so I shifted player to pioneer on his list. Um, and I'm going to speak to pioneers today because I think the pioneering realm is facing fear. Pioneering realm is, is going first. The pioneering realm is you saying yes to the hairy, scary things, despite what your ego might be self-chattering in the back. You're making up for what God has given you, what the gift is, what the vision is, what the dream is, what the hope is, all of those things and words that people use. You are, you are saying by God, by faith, by hope, by expectation, by belief, I know if I make this step, I'm going to be met, right? And so there's eight different things on this list that allow you to be a pioneer slash player that's for all the, the lovers in the room of play and then pretend versus a pretender. And I think there's a lot of pretenders in the world, no different than there are pioneers in this room. I'm not calling y'all pretenders in here. It's all those out there, right? The ones who aren't waking up at 5am or 3am and, and saying yes. But I also want to us to lay down our ego in this moment and see if there's maybe one or two on this list. That is an area that you could sharpen. Because I think if you're thinking through today's title and being tired of the same old ish each and every day, it's because we're not approaching each day with an opportunity of growth. And if we are approaching each day with an opportunity of growth, then oftentimes we get offended by somebody challenging us to grow, right? We don't want anyone pointing fingers at us. We're at a great place. Or maybe we're not and we need all the help we can get. And as a coach, as someone who is constantly with people, even people who are at a caliber that on the outside looking in, you would think they've got it all figured out. I am very aware of the fact that even myself, there are areas that I might pretend on the days that I don't feel like a pioneer, even when my team is looking to me and I have to pioneer on their behalf. And so I know that there are elements of this list that we can be sharpened by, and I hope that it meets you.
So number one, pioneers have a servant's mindset. Pretenders have a selfish mindset. Pretenders have leaned in to the fact that ego is more important. I'm just trying to get mine, right? You hear people say that, I'm just trying to get mine. They are in charge of their universe. They are the center of their universe versus the pioneer who has a forefront in the universe of all. And so I want you to be mindful. I am very passionate about creating a space that is for servant-minded, hearted people. Because those are the people that even on when they have the mic, even when they have the stage, two seconds later, they're rolling out the red carpet. And our friend Ramon, who's always in this space so energetically, he is one of those pioneers that I'm thinking to in this moment because he did that for me at Grow for God last year. And it was amazing to witness and even more amazing to be um, uh, contributed to in that way. Number two, pioneers are mission conscious. Pretenders are position conscious. Dr. Sean said it so beautifully. I had it, he had me chuckling. He was talking about all of the different titles that we give ourselves, labels that we give ourselves. And I went through a huge season where titles and labels were everything that I laid down. I had no title, no label besides wife, mom, child of God. And even wife was fickle. Even mom, I didn't feel like I was good enough. The only certain title was child of God. And so when I got back into industry work, when I got back into building a business and people needed to call me something, it was impossible for me to land on something. I didn't feel like even saying coach was right. Mentor, no. I felt like that deserved like a wisdom and gray hair, which I don't have yet, right? I, I was looking for all of these different pieces and everyone started calling me, which allowed me to take ownership to those names. When you're mission conscious, when the mission is in the forefront of what you do, people will position you. You don't have to position yourself. Number three, pioneers can deliver the goods. Pretenders only promise the goods. So many promises broken, right? I have had coaches do this. I've had coaches promise the world, right? And they shouldn't. They should promise the one thing that they're really good at. And those promises will last, but they can't possibly offer breakfast, lunch, and dinner really, really good. Can you just make me some good eggs, right? Can you just do that? If you can do that, I'll be super satisfied until I need lunch, right? Until I need the next thing. But for right now, let's focus on one. And so delivering the goods, delivering the breakfast, that's what I'm looking for. I'm like, who's actually doing it? And who's doing it? not just for themselves, but they're doing it in a servant mind for other people, even without another exchange of resource. Maybe their exchange of resources time. That's a servant-minded, mission-conscious deliverer of goods. That's a pioneer. Number four, pioneers are job happy. They love what they do and they do it well. Pretenders are job hunters. They can't do what they do, where they are, but they think they could do it better if they were somewhere else. They can't even do what they do where they are, but they think they could do it better somewhere else, right? And so it, what is it? Maybe hey listeners, if you enjoy listening to Breakfast with Champions, we can bet you care about your daily routine. 
Do you want to know the secret to the perfect routine? It's the perfect morning. Glenn has written a free ebook called The Morning Five, Five Simple Steps to an Extraordinary Morning. If you can transform your morning, you can transform your life. Head on over to themorning5.com to learn more about the five ways you can change the way you start your day. Maybe it is that you've been titled something that is out of alignment with who you are. Maybe the job circumstance in which you have isn't intended for you, and so you're always on the hunt. But I would also question if you are intended to be in process where you are. If God has positioned you into this place in order to process you further so that you can be repositioned, so that when the opportunity arises, and I believe you are the opportunity over and over, but when that time does come, you are more able, you are more capable. But often because as a pioneer, we're looking ahead, we can get so fixated on what's ahead that we're forgetting who is around us. But if we're servant minded as pioneers, we're constantly taking into account the other people. As I'm sharing with you the back chatter of my mind, I'm gonna share that so Jeremy knows that I'm listening in to what he's talking about. I was thinking and visualizing when I was sick last week and thank you to whoever took my spot last week. I appreciate you guys um, coming in. That was a clutch situation um, as I was dealing with the tummy bug that my son brought home. But I was watching um, a couple of different Netflix movies that I do not spend any time on generally because of the pace that I'm on. But I was watching uh, one by uh, the young, it was called The Young Messiah. And I also watched Mary Magdalene. And the young Messiah, it was the, the lens of Jesus at seven. And it was the time specifically in which they were walking to um, Jerusalem for Passover. And I found it incredibly interesting, even though I know through reading the Bible that they, they would travel, they would walk, right? They obviously didn't have cars, but thinking of traveling from city to city and, and watching the actual thing transpire was massively different than thinking, okay, fast forward through the travel from one point to another, okay, now they're there, right? That's generally how quick the line is. They went from one place to another and then they don't talk about it. But when you're watching a movie, they have to give context. There's something that's happening in that journey. And it was wild to watch the pace in which the kids were running around. They were running circles around the parents that were carrying the load or were more tired or had like an ailment or an issue, a back issue or a physical ailment. And the kids are just playfully, joyfully running circles, right? Our kids do this around us every single day. And in that is this recognition that if we are always in vision of what's ahead and we're not paying attention to what's happening right around us, the parents were laughing on this journey. They were taking note of the playfulness of the children around them. That was infusing them with energy. And so I'm wondering where you are in your job. Is there an opportunity to laugh today? Is there an opportunity to collaborate today? Is there an opportunity to pour into somebody today? Maybe in your need, there's somebody else who has a greater need. Maybe we put our ego to the side. We stand humbly in the position in which we're in. And the pioneering opportunity when it comes is that much more sweet. Number five, pioneers love to see others succeed. Pretenders are only interested in their own success. I love seeing when my community has a something that they're celebrating. 
And making way for people to celebrate is a massive component of a pioneer, right? It's not just the accolade that you've received. It's not just the title that you've now claimed. It's not just the awards. It's the cheering of the collective whole. Because if they've gotten something, so have you, right? Because there's an energy surge and now you're a part of that. And so looking to that connectivity, that tissue that we all breathe, right? We're all breathing the same air, y'all. We're all breathing the same air. And if we're celebrating that, we're celebrating the breath of somebody else in their applaud today and in your applaud today, be the pioneer to their success. That's the community over competition, you know, movement that you see specifically around women. I think that's beautiful. I think that it's amazing. But what if we didn't just do it on race? or gender or political preference or denomination? What if we were celebrating as a body, as the body of Christ, as the body of the church, right? And we were celebrating the bigger, most important wins, not on those other elements. Those are so critical. They're a part of humanity, but I think that we could celebrate more. And that celebration is a component of success. Number six is pioneers value integrity pretenders value image. This is a massive one for me. Image is what you see from the outside looking in. Integrity is who I am from the inside looking out. I'm gonna say that again. Image is what you see from the outside looking in. Integrity is what I see from the inside looking out. You may not know the level of integrity that a human has when you first meet them. You might not know even months into that relationship, you surely aren't gonna know if you're just scrolling their social media feed. Don't assume that millions of followers means they're integral. They might have a really good image. They might have some obviously cognition of an influence, but it all goes back to integrity. And integrity is gonna lean into all of these different areas that John Maxwell is talking about. So be a woman or a man of integrity. There's a word, there's a um, song I love. It's called a man of your word. And if we can be men and women of our word, that's somebody who delivers the goods. Do you see how they all go back and forth together? We instill this in our children even now. Are you being a man of your word at eight, right? And, and you can see the flicker in their eye if it's a fib or it was a lie or they had stepped out of boundary to what they know to be true and honest. You can see that in people and slowly but surely scales will fall away, onion layers will fall and you'll see the truest identity of someone. And I think the big thing of that is that that is a, a character and that is a knowing and that is a belief going back to what we were talking about that can be shifted. You can be out of alignment and come back into alignment. That's what Dr. Sean does every single day for his patients, right? And so knowing that that is a road, that is a journey to being a woman or man of integrity, but I'm challenging you not to be so conscious about your image and to be more conscious about your integrity. Number seven is pioneers make the hard choices. Pretenders make the easy choices. How many people do you know are skating by on what's easy? And the interesting thing about that is, is maybe they're living in the midst of something really, really hard and they're stuck in the physical and the mental 
rat wheel of that enoughness quality, the belief that they're not worthy, and therefore there's continued limiting beliefs cycling around them. They're existing more within their shame and within their core wounds, things that existed in their past than they are to the promise of who they actually are, their truest identity. And therefore they don't face hard choices because they're stuck in the childlike place that it has to come easy, right? But as an adult, as pioneers, as people who know that wisdom comes in the doing, the doing is sharpened in the being, right? Who we be is more important than who we, what we do. Who we be is more important than what we do. But in order to become, you have to face the hard choices. So I would encourage you our, to, to face those more often and step into being a pioneer associated to them. When Peter got out of the boat, it was not easy to do that. It was not an easy choice. It might have seemed easy because Jesus is standing there standing on water, but I can assure you it would be hard for us to get out of the boat because our human mind, our flesh, is taking over the even the principalities of darkness are speaking into our mind making it this is the easy way out go this way it's so much easier try this this is the shortcut this is the fast way this is the road to success follow me that's not how it works and that's not what god has for you it's not even biblical it says it's going to be hard but his yoke is light his burden is easy. Lastly is eight. Pioneers finish well and pretenders fade out. Mm, I'm going to not speak to Clubhouse on this one. <laughs> to our Clubhouse images, to our Clubhouse personas. Who's finishing well? Who's fading out? Who's still here? Who's still in the game? Who's still a player in the game, if you're attached to the player versus the pioneer. I, I'm asking this of you not to look in, in pointing of fingers because that's not the role that we play here. When you're pointing, you've got three fingers pointing back at you. Look inside. Are you finishing well? Because I think finishing well is connected to integrity. Because if you are a pioneer and you have a plan to go somewhere and then halfway, you, you give up, you, you, you quit, you, you back out, you say it's too far. I've been walking for days and there's no way that we're getting closer to the city. I don't even see it in the distance. What if they gave up? What if they didn't take Jesus to the places that he was requesting? What if they didn't follow him? I bet he would have gone alone. I bet he would have pioneered without the people. And many times he did. And so if we're called to be more like Jesus and our enoughness is actually connected to our worthiness and our worthiness is connected to our truest identity as a pioneer for the kingdom, then anything that we do in our own flesh is not enough. It's not. And I've gotten to a place from a humility perspective, from an ego perspective, that I'm so content with that lack. And the back chatter isn't, I can't do it. 
It's the, I know God can. That's my certainty. That's my truth. That's my faith. That's my belief. He's never said a promise. He's never spoken a word that didn't come to fruition. It's never been false. It's never, it's never been a lie. It's always come to pass. And if he is the one that we lean into in those hard predicaments, in the day that feels weary, in the situation that our flesh just can't possibly do anymore. And he is the one who we're following, the pioneer in which we say yes to, then I can tell you that people that are connected to him who are following in that space with the servant mind, with a mission conscious, with delivering the goods, with the happiness, the contentment, the joy, they're succeeding with integrity. They're making the hard choices. They're finishing well because he's exampling all of those things to them every single day. And it's our role simply to follow suit. Since I know I'm talking to a room of pioneers, my goal is truly for us as a collective whole to get to the place that we can raise our hands and say yes to being pioneers while also raising our white flags, surrendering to the fact that we are not enough. This is counterculture, because culture tells you every day, you're enough, you're enough, you're enough. I believe that you were born to be enough, but your enoughness is connected to the creator that made you. And so my question, if you're tired of the same old ish, then every day start shifting ego, which shifts your identity, which claims your truest title as a child of God. Thank you guys so much. I have five minutes. I never end early. I'd love to hear if you guys have any thoughts. Thanks for hanging with me today. Again, that was John Maxwell's list of players versus pretenders. I shifted the name to pioneers. What do we got? Hi, Tara. Uh, uh, yeah, you know, I'll tap in. I loved all of that. That was an amazing segment, Cameron, as usual. It's been a while since I've been here. And so to hear your voice this morning and Dr. Sean's is like oh, soothing to my heart, but I love the integrity one. The integrity one for me is everything. And I think a lot of us should really truly strive to be deeply rooted in integrity. And that's when you really, really know yourself. That's when you're so deeply rooted in self. And I know that integrity isn't easy for a lot of people, but it's something we truly need to strive for. And all it requires, guys, is just being in a place of sincerity and honesty and that strong sense of self. And the most, uh, I think, I love that you said those people rooted themselves at a clubhouse because you'll find that the ones that are rooted in integrity always show up. They're the most trusted companions and friends and business partners. They just do things differently. You know, if they give you their word, they actually, you can count on it. You know, they live by the same standards that they expect from other people. They're extremely humble. You know, they're just the people that you kind of want in your corner. So I'm so glad that you brought in integrity because I look up to people who stand in integrity. They're the ones who do the right thing. They choose that courage over comfort time and time and time again. And so that was golden, sweetheart. I'm so happy to hear your voice. Thanks for the amazing segment, honey. 
love you. And I love that so much. What you, what you last said is the courage over comfort. I think that that's a huge component of this entire list. Is that what you're, that's what everyone needs to do. And, and if you're looking to sharpen your integrity and I, I did this for a season and, and we're doing it every single day, right? We're always becoming. Um, but I, I really focused on it for about a three-year time frame. Integrity was a massive word for me. Um, and I, I started keeping promises to myself and I stopped saying little white lies. I think, you know, people think that saying little white lies is like protecting other people. And I understand the concept behind that. I, I did it for a long time. I didn't want to hurt their feelings was even like a component. So I just, you know, skirted around that, that issue. But a little white lie is a lie. It's like saying a little sin is not a sin. It's, it's still a sin, right? It's, it's basically just being enough honest with people that they can trust you enough to want to know your opinion. Now, there's different ways of speaking truth to people in a sharpening way that hurts, like you're stabbing them versus presenting them with an idea. What if you tried it this way? What if this is a, a better way to think about it? Use what if questions to be honest with yourself and honest with other people. So those are the two things I would say is keeping little promises to yourself is a great way to start shaping your integrity and stop little white lies. Oh, so good, sweetheart. And you know why that is so important? Because when you tell yourself those little white lies, things don't come to fruition. You can't figure it out. It's because it's not in alignment. It's not in alignment with self and it's not in alignment with truth. So if you start doing that, I love how you reposition it and frame it in a different way. And then you'll find your alignment. And then things things work out so much more beautiful because you're standing in truth and you're deeply rooted in self. That's so good, Tamara. I love that. It's so amazing. Thank you so much, Tara, for your timing. And I thought I heard somebody else on mic earlier. We have one more. Actually, it's about to be at the top of the hour. I don't want to go into Larissa's incredible segment. I'm sure she's got something beautiful um, segmented. And I hope whatever we shared this morning with Dr. Sean and myself, Larissa, pours into you beautifully. For those of you who have never heard of the Grow for God conference, it is linked up at the top. I highly encourage you to check it out. It's in Nashville, Tennessee, November 3rd through the 5th. Uh, so many of the beautiful people that you see on stage were there last year. I cannot wait to hug their necks again. It's going to be incredible. We have so many new speakers, entertainers, worship artists that are going to be there. But if you are into business or you are into your faith, both and, yes and, business tree is the topic of conversation that is we are mission-minded leaders who are looking to grow our businesses and i believe god has the promise of prosperity and abundance over top of every single one of us that is not an either or he is not a, a person who is a respecter of persons god respects us all and he promises that to every single one of us so i hope to see you there get your all's tickets we have buddy passes available right now um, it's going to be an incredible time of just gathering and um, community. So, Thank you for joining us on Breakfast with Champions. If you want to catch the live version, you can follow us on Clubhouse and listen from 5 a.m. to 11 a.m. Eastern Time, Monday through Friday, Saturday 6 to noon, and Sundays with our 111 Sunday service. Make sure you're keeping up with Breakfast with Champions and getting yourself a seat at the table.